Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of the start this afternoon's show. I'm struggling with my worms today. Um, <laughs> Ian Stone joined us. Yes, that's uh, why Comedian, he did it. Arsenal fan, <laughs> and, uh, of course, TV presenter. Uh, football's yeah. on. We had a good look back over the uh, Premier League weekend, looked at some of the big stories. Mm. Uh, with all the... News going on, of course, in Ukraine uh, that could not be uh, avoided and shouldn't be. We spoke to Martin Lipton, chief sports reporter for the Sun, who picked up on one or two uh, areas around that. And um, we had some uh, clips of the midweek or clips of the week. They were fun from we two thousand nine. A few old clips. Yeah, we had a bit of a chat. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> It is uh, six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, we'll come to the final in a minute. But I did see we were talking about the big calls of the weekend. I love the uh, thing from Chris Kavanagh. No evidence to overturn the Rodri penalty. No evidence apart from the pictures yeah. of him handling <laughs> apart it. The things you saw apart from that. With your own eyes. Brilliant, isn't yes, it? Yes, it was staggering. We'll be chatting to Mark Halsey a little bit later on. I think everybody... There's been a couple of decisions this weekend in the world of sport that... Felt nonsensical. One in football and one in boxing. You didn't. You didn't see the. Tony I only saw the fight, end of the. Just right at the end, and I yeah. just looked and could see the reaction, and I could see. Well, sometimes you judge it by the fact that one bloke looks like he's been beaten up, and the other bloke didn't have a mark on him. Yeah, it might give you a clue that he won the fight. But if he comes to it that late, that was Catrell kind of seeing the fight out. Yeah. You know, playing it around yeah, at the yeah. back, putting it into the corners. It was. Uh, it was a staggering decision. It's interesting. The British Boxing Board of Control said they're going well, to. They're going they to look into. People are horrified by the. I mean, Josh Taylor's been in to see us. He's a good guy. He's a great champion. But there well, is there's no, fault, is there's no way you could watch yeah. that fight back mm. and, and not think that Catrell won. It was uh, staggering. And it's interesting. You know, I'm watching it in the same way the judges are, as most people watching it live. And uh, Jamie, our assistant producer, because of everything, he didn't see it live, but he recorded it and he's watched it back. And, and you know, I don't know if that colours your judgment, but even looking at it again in the cold light of day, he's looking for rounds mm. that Taylor wins. And he's thinking, well... Uh, but he's not seeing it any differently. It, he's it's still just seeing amazing. a big I mean, margin for one, Cantrell. One of the judges gave it to him. One of the judges was quite close, but the judge that had the, 
three was it eleven hundred and fourteen? Wasn't That's it? Mad, yeah, that was uh, quite staggering. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll hopefully return to that subject a little bit later on. We'll have a good look back at the football. Um, unfortunately, my mum was taken into hospital yesterday, mm. which meant I didn't have access to Sky TV. And but I must say that uh, the paramedics who, who were able to come out and see her were fantastic. One of them was a regular Talksport listener. I think his name was Steve. He may be <laughs> listening, nice. but he, he did say to me, "Oh, Paul's been from Talksport. Yeah, I love the show. I listen. I listen to Talksport all the time." And then he said, "Why are you watching the Carabao Cup final?" I said, "Well, I've been sitting here with my mum uh, for six hours waiting for an ambulance, uh, and she hasn't got Sky Sports." <laughs> Said to him, Look, it's just the Carabao Cup, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but anyway, I would like to thank them all. All the staff yeah, yeah. Were, were absolutely fantastic. So, there was, some, there was yeah. some good moments. I enjoyed the moment in the United game when uh, Ronaldo, uh, as the commentator Connor McNamara said, Ronaldo th- showed Ben Foster a clean pair of heels. You think, well, he's 37, Ben Foster's 39. Next month, I should hope he would. Yeah. <laughs> like some young bloke. But uh, no, it was, uh, it was a great final, a really mm. great game. And pen- to rely on the penalties, penalties are penalties. And Liverpool won the penalty shootout, and fair enough, they won the they won the cup. No one can argue with that. But I thought it was a it was good for Chelsea because we've played them three times this year. We've matched up with them really, really well. I mean, three draws really in effect, and uh, it, it should have been, honestly the least clinical team I can ever remember. Chelsea, they just miss so many good chances. Yeah. Mel, I don't know how he missed those two yeah, chances. That was, that was they weren't even half chances. They were full. Big chances. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they had a couple of chances too, and Mendy made some great saves. But I'm amazed by all these people who are sort of wise after the event, who who don't know anything about Kepa's history. They just say, well, you shouldn't have changed him. You know, he's won three shootouts this season. He saved a penalty against Plymouth. He won a shootout against Tottenham. He's just got a great record against penalties. And the other guy never saves a penalty. Although you do have one point coming from that, because it meant he had to keep a substitution substitution back. And, you know, possibly they might have got a bit more legs in midfield. But actually, they dominated extra time. They were the better team in extra time by a long way, I thought. Mm. The the interesting with the patterns of the game, how first 20 minutes of each half, Chelsea were on top, and then Liverpool were right back in it and right on top of it. So a very even game, a brilliant game. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it, you know, so that that's it. It's yeah. great. I mean, it is great we for... We might have to play them three more times this year. It's great <laughs> for the League Cup and it is great for the sponsors, but because we keep saying, oh, it's, you know, do we need a second cup competition? But generally, it's it's generally contested by two Premier League sides and often they're pretty decent games, aren't yeah, they? So yeah. that would suggest... And it gives youngsters a chance to make their debuts. It has a lot of good points to it, yeah. so, you know... That's it, really. Um, now, uh, all changes at Leeds uh, at the weekend. Marcelo Bielsa gone, and uh, yeah. we'll be chat- chatting to Ian Stone about that a little bit later on. But it did strike me, it, we, we bid farewell to Bielsa's translator. And oh, I do wonder whether they kept up their record of never looking each other in the eye. <laughs> Even when he said goodbye to him afterwards and Bielsa <laughs> said to him at, you know, at the training ground, thanks for everyone. I wonder if they both looked into the middle distance. I couldn't have done it without you. You've been a great, you've been a rock for me, he would have been saying. But that is an unusual way to take lose. him with him wherever I mean, he goes. I mean, I'm sure he does translation work in other areas, but really for the last three years, his focus has been sort of travelling around Europe, being Bielsa's shadow. You know, He's going to be ref. There's I something mean, sad keep about him it, on. really. The whole thing. 
nothing yeah, said that it he is. had to go and... Uh, because without the injuries, I don't think they'd be here. I think they'd be solidly sort of mid-table, not worrying about mm. the relegation zone. If you know, The whole spine of the team has gone. That's huge for them. So I do feel for him because I think without that, he would have been OK. So we'll see how Ted Lasso is <laughs> coming in. Uh, Jesse Marsh. Not, not, not Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Lasso yeah. Whatever it is. And uh, yes. I, you won't like this next point, but uh, I mean, well done to Kane and Son. They, they broke Drogba and Lampard's records. Yeah. Blimey, what a waste of goals. If you look at the difference between what Drogba and Lampard won to what Kane and Son have won, it's a well, big yeah, difference. Yeah, they won anything, have they? Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's four well, they, league titles, but that's Champions not, League, that's FA not, Cups, that's League not, Cups. That's not their fault. No, it's it? not their fault, but it shows... They can only it work is a waste together of those goals, isn't it, really? tandem. You know? Yeah. Well, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not a waste of those goals. I've taken pleasure in them. Oh yeah, um, but you I've know taken what I mean. pleasure in the moment, seeing the goals. Would you right? What do you think? They should have just kicked them round the post. To <laughs> no, say they should have hopefully won something with scoring all those goals. Yeah, well, together. I think I think it wasn't for the want of trying. No, I don't. No, it, you know, we don't have endless pots of oligarchs' money, unfortunately. Well, you've got Joe Lewis's money. He's not short. Of well, a few yeah, bucks. but he, he tends not to spend it. He tends not to spend it on the football club. So yeah, well, let's see if. If the new board of trustees uh, are willing to spend as much money, we'll find out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look back over the weekend's football in the company of a comedian, Arsenal fan, and a presenter of the footballs on on BT Sport, Ian Stone. Good afternoon, Ian. Chaps, nice to be back in the studio. Yeah, lovely yes, to see you in the flesh. Fantastic. Well, I think where to start? Maybe we should start at the final yesterday. What was your reading of it? As because your team didn't play, how do you feel about having a a barren weekend football. You've had a few, haven't you? We've had. We've. It feels like we've already played the last yeah. few months. We've some played of those three ran, games. Some of those February. were your choice, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it go. It was months ago. Couldn't Is you that just, what you got me in for? Couldn't Mum put a scarf on you and you played the game? 
yeah. <laughs> a little bit coffee. Um, yeah, uh, how do I feel? It was a good game, Chelsea-Liverpool. It was a good game. Yeah. Uh, it <clears> really <throat> was for a nil-nil. It's one mm. of the best nil-nils I've seen. But it was all about ca- the capper. Was that the worst penalty shootout for a goalkeeper ever? I mean, I'm looking at Andy at this point. I, mean, I don't was... think so. I think we all knew he was going to do it. He's done it before. He it did worked it in the Super before. Cup. Yeah. He saved three, he's done three penalty shootouts this season. He's won. It was a worth a gamble. He's, you know, Liverpool's penalties were excellent. They were. They were excellent. His yeah. penalty, on the other hand, not so was good. not excellent. I not mean, that's so three like points. A goal, it was like a goal kick, wasn't it? It was, really. really. Um, mm. You yeah. know, look, you can, he's not there to do that. So, you know. No, I, I suppose the... You know, I, you've got no guarantee the other guy wouldn't have done the same thing. He's not exactly brilliant with his feet either, so... No, I mean, that. like you said, all the penalties were really good. I, I think... The footballing world generally wanted Liverpool to win, didn't they? Mm. I mean, to be fair, we, no, we, we essentially didn't want a team owned by a Russian to win a trophy just at this particular point in time. And and um, unusually for me, I was cheering the Scousers on as well. And uh, and I enjoyed it. I, um, like I say, we weren't there, but both of us got mm. both our teams. Paul got beaten in the semi-final. I would yeah. have liked to have been playing in it. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, the only problem with it is that it does raise the frightening prospect of Liverpool winning the quadruple. Yeah. And, uh, God, we'd never hear the end of it, would we, really, to be fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's hope somebody stops from, them from somewhere. From a song point of view, it's not a lot that rhymes with quadruple. I mean, it would be... They'll find something. It would be, it no. would be difficult. There's, not, there's not a lot that rhymes with Arizabalaga either, no, is there, really? But, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a decent enough game. And, um, I thought uh, Chelsea did enough to win the game over 120 minutes. They had the best, better chances, I thought. They and, did. They did. Know. I tell you what, though, I do like that Luis Diaz who plays for Liverpool. Oh, yeah, he's he a live well. one. Yeah, he's, he's got that really hungry well. look about him, doesn't he? Yeah. He doesn't look like he hasn't been fed for a while. <laughs> he was Generally. terrific. Yeah, he was terrific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, yeah, you were at the Brentford game, and you, yeah. and you said with the, the Brentford Newcastle. The highlight, I guess, was um, the Ericsson coming Erickson on. Coming yeah, on. he looked a bit rusty, but then he, he showed a couple of moments. <laughs> Not surprising. It's been yeah. two games since June. I mean, I think you've got to expect a bit of rust. Oh, I, I would have thought after so. what happened. Yeah, you would. Yeah. After open heart surgery, yeah, I think a good. bit of rust is allowed. But yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to boo him when he comes on for Brentford yeah. as an ex Tottenham player. I don't know whether it was a mistake, <laughs> but they showed the red card on the screen after he'd gone. I thought it was a good thing that. Apparently they're not supposed to do that, but you know yeah. it was the right thing. But it was interesting. You, you said the reaction was... of the Brentford fans was, "Oh yeah, that was red." Well, we all knew it was red. Yeah. Yeah. It was a red, wasn't it? Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. you yeah. sort yeah. of saw what he was trying to do, but the way he put his foot on top of was it uh, Matt Target? Yeah, was yeah, it right. Matt Target's foot? And it looked right. pretty. Right. Yeah, yeah, it did well. He gave hard. a free kick to Brentford. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? People <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, don't mention it. All about him. Honestly. I I mean, you were there, and like you said to me just before we went on air, it's a shame, isn't it, when, like, ten minutes in, you think, oh, right, this game's over, isn't it, really? Because you sort of know Newcastle are going to get a result. They're doing well now, aren't they? They did all right. They're very ordinary, though, especially without St Maximum and, uh, you know. But I thought Gimmerish looked good when he came on. But Willock, the way he celebrated his goal in front of the Brentford fans, you know, you just... Was it shush? Well, it was one of those and a little goading and you think... I I had to give him a big sledge back, all of them, when they were staying right, because it was right in front of me, I was going... None of you will be there next year. <laughs> You'll all be replaced. I think it's very possible. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I mean, Joe, listen, they're all playing for their place and you can mm. see that's why they're, they're giving it a go. Uh, you know what? As much as we're talking about football ownership and you hold your nose and you think, well, hopefully my appalling owner is not as bad as your appalling owner. Yes. And New- we all know Newcastle have the most appalling owners, uh, but I'm happy for their fans because they're proper football fans mm. and you want them to do well, don't you? Don't you? No. Yeah, yeah. I don't. No, okay. okay. okay I haven't got. I think, they're going I think Andy's looking at the big picture. Uh, clearly, you know, we're no, they're no threat to us. 
uh, despite the goals we score. But they are a threat to Andy, of course, because they, they'll be taking a top four place. <laughs> they could well be. From, from somebody else. But, yeah. oh, sorry, when you say us, you're saying that Tottenham have given up on that? Well, Is no, that I'm just, I think Andy thinks they have. So I'm just suggesting that they're, they're more... Arsenal are a favourite, aren't yeah. they, for top four? They no, should be. No, I, I mean... three games in hand. No Arsenal fan feels that way. No Why? Arsenal fan. Why? Why? Because we're a young team, we're an emotional team. I mean, no, I'd no, like I, to... I, listen, we have I got games in hand. I think it'd be a failure if Arsenal don't make top four. They've got nothing got else to the play pressure for. On. Definitely the way to it's it's mind nothing, games, isn't it? But they've got pressure. nothing else to play for. They've got no other cup competitions. They've got week to week they can rest. They can manage with this small squad. We've got 14 in our squad. Unless they, well, unless they get an injury to say Lacazette would be a problem. Or Saka or Odegaard, who is yeah. running our entire... Yeah, I, yeah. We haven't got much of a squad. No. Uh, no, Arsenal fans aren't feeling confident. We're taking it day should, by day. In general, should finish top four. Everybody well, around you. I mean, West. Again, you've got games over West Ham. Manchester United couldn't score again. They're finding it hard to score goals at the moment. I mean, it's amazing. The money got to make spent. up ground. So United that, could sort of fluke their way into it. Spurs could come with a late run, but that Arsenal Spurs game now, that rearranged game, really is a big game. It's now. not been rearranged yet. We haven't got a date for it yet. No, well, we're waiting to see how our medical uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> situation I think goes. if Lacazette does get an injury, it won't be played. <laughs> That's what we're playing happens. it in the summer, I <laughs> yeah, believe. Um, yeah. yeah, no, Manchester United have got the firepower. They definitely have got the firepower, but their next three games are City, Spurs and Liverpool, aren't yeah. they? And Atletico yeah, as well. they tend to play better against the better teams, so we'll see. We'll and see. They should have beaten Watford, shouldn't they? Oh, I mean, we're going to talk about definitely that. Definitely should have beaten Yes, Watford. I mean we can do. Yeah, they had, they had enough chances. I think it's Fernandez missed chances. Watford Ronaldo nicked it at the end. That shot at the end. It was it was a chance, end. but but man, I they had twenty four shots on goal. They yeah. should have but won only the three game. on target. Three on target. Yeah. Ben Foster said he had a quiet, he had a relatively quiet afternoon. The GoPro had hardly any film views. He's been getting. <laughs> Do they use film? They don't use. He's film. He's been getting stick for that. From have you noticed that away fans have been given? You can stick your GoPro up yet <laughs> when he when he goes to that, which he does find quite funny. It's not the worst song. No, they can sing to him. It's to true. Be fair. It's not. I mean, it's a sign of the times. That I don't think uh, you know Bert Troutman ever got that no, sign no. at him, did he? They had a, a GoPro. Exactly. Exactly. They had a guy. They had a Bert Troutman had a guy in a corner with, with one of those black cloths over him and yeah. the, the photo was taken upside down. That's right. Um, and he'd follow him on his cycle. So yeah, Bert would, and he'd cycle along with a full camera with a black thing <laughs> cycling alongside him. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Just basically sitting on his shoulders, 50s go. Do you think Watford will get out though? Because I don't know, Roy, I mean, Arsenal got Watford next Sunday and I, yeah. lo- I know a lot of Arsenal fans thinking guaranteed three points, but Roy Hodgson's wily old pro, isn't he? He's managed yeah. 15 is different it, languages it, in 12 different Everett? countries. No, it's at Watford. Oh, blimey, Arsenal have got an away game. Arsenal have yeah, got a game. Ever do. I don't have away games, do <laughs> No, we do have. Once in a while, we have an away game. I can't remember the last time they played. I think Bertie Mee was in charge the last time they played. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Leeds, um, we're feeling a bit for the Leeds, uh, the Marcelo Bielsa's translator today, mm. who, who suddenly uh, found out last night that his services aren't required. I mean, if he's if he's contracted at the end of the season, if Jesse, Jesse Marsh comes in, he can translate his from the English into Spanish or something like well, that. Yeah. Yes. Keep him busy. Just the have Latin American Never make it eye contact. Yeah. I, I mean, or just the American... Like he says, well, I want you all to go to the bathroom before the game. Yeah. That's toilet. Yes. <laughs> defence, when they say defence. Yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. So it just translates to that. You do have to... Ask, I mean, obviously, there is the fallout, isn't there? When the main guy goes, yeah. then all the yeah, people yeah. around... You know, Ray Lewington's followed uh, uh, Roy Hodgson around, hasn't he? Yeah, Gets sacked, right. And you think, poor old Ray, but it'll be all right. Who knows with the translator? There will be more Spanish-speaking yeah. managers in the Premier League at some point, I guess, and I guess he'll step up. It's a that pity point. if Leeds now become this pragmatic 
I don't know. We're going to ask Andy Brassel about what style this guy plays, but yeah, Pity, we will. Definitely so yeah. good to watch. Pity so in, in, in terms of what? Because they could go. They could have gone down. I mean, they let yeah, him well, that twenty goals too. in five no, no, games. It's been terrible, but yeah. they have been. A real addition to the Premier League. You can't argue against oh. that. Every game they're involved in is entertaining. I want them in the Premier League. I'd rather have them in the Premier League than Norwich yeah. or Watford or Brentford or any of those teams. Mm. No disrespect, as one has to say. <laughs> but Leeds, is a, it doesn't problem. really take the edge off when you've said that. I want you all to go down, but no disrespect. <laughs> and you always say no disrespect when you've been incredibly disrespectful. Yeah. And that's the way it works. But Leeds are a proper Premier League team. Yeah. When you go to Ellen mm. Road, it's a great away trip. Yeah. And the noise and the atmosphere, and it's a one uh, club city isn't it and uh, no I'd like them to stay up but, but funny, funny enough, if you let play. Harry Kane just have the ball and play it where he wants yeah, to, yeah, Spurs yeah. are likely to score they it look was, good but Spurs did look good but it's hard to judge, yeah, to judge. isn't yeah. it I mean uh, and, they, they were just they basically it, it was played into Tottenham's hands you and, know, they just took advantage of it really. how are you feeling about Spurs because I mean up to this point they'd lost 4 out of 5 they'd, done, they'd had the most Spursy week in the history of Spurs and they really oh, they yes, beat yeah, Man City away and then they lost oh, yeah, of course. to Burnley but I think most Tottenham fans would have told you that would happen the Hawksby and Jay Jacob's daily podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Ian Stone with us in the studio, and yes. sometimes, much like the Leeds uh, translator, you sometimes lose your job through no fault of your own. There is a knock-on effect. I remember mm. once years ago, I was told a story of mentioned it before. Palace uh, mascots. Um, they had postman Pat and his black and white cat. And uh, I think there was an incident with Gaza where he tripped postman Pat over, and postman Pat wasn't happy and I think uh, hung up hung up the postman suit and said he because he <laughs> felt there's something more should have been done about it right and uh, they had to call the cat in uh, Jess is it Jess Jess yeah Jess call, the cat had to sit down Jess yeah sit down somebody at the club the secretary or whatever had to sit Jess down and say well we're going to have to let you go and he said well why I like, I like waving at the kids walking around he said well you know we haven't got Postman Pat, we can't just have the cat, kind of a random no, cat. He's a saucer of milk. Stop washing yourself like that in front of the fire. <laughs> How do you do that? You must be very supple. Yeah, yeah. but it's, I just playing the violin. But I just, um, I, yeah, I just, uh, that's the knock on effect sometimes. From no fault of your own, you find yourself yeah, out on your ear. So do let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHJ. You have a Matty Cash based point for us. Uh, well, Andy. I just feel that, well, two things about this he booked um john brooks the referee booked matty cash in that game when he scored and revealed this shirt that we should we saw. polish uh, polish the international team mate and he plays at dynamo key yeah well That's number right. one i can't believe match of the day didn't show it or talk about it when they did quite a lot i think they the showed Ukraine. him lifting the shirt but they yeah, didn't, but they didn't say show the booking yeah. which is an amazing no. thing not to show i didn't know he was booked until yesterday yeah. i heard and i feel sorry for the referee because he's a young ref only doing his third game what is Mike Riley doing? And why does this guy not read the room? Why does he not say to the referees, look, this weekend, if anybody does that, providing it's a reasonable message, don't book them. We saw that in Europe. The guy, a Ukrainian player, lifted his shirt and showed a message and the referee turned a blind eye, which is fine, which is what he should have done. Yeah. You just feel, you know, why don't you hang the bloke out to dry? I mean, I, I thought it was really poor by well, Riley. First of all, what is Mike Riley doing is a question that could have been asked any time <laughs> oh, in the last yeah. 25 <laughs> years. Um and and in terms of that, I, you of course they show a bit. Of, they should show a bit of discretion, shouldn't mm. they? 
What it made me think about, though, was all those messages that we don't see because people score, they don't score in the game. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I mean, there could be, it could be like telling us, you know, uh, the, the secret of life, and he's got it under <laughs> yeah, there, and he misses a two foot or anything. The, ca- oh. the car crew, kind of, every week he's got a shirt. 10% <laughs> 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 up at the club shop. It could be of anything. Eat at Joe's. They could, you know, they could be any. Hello, mum. All those messages we've never seen. I yeah. was just thinking about that. But of course, mm. the referee should have shown a bit of discretion, especially yeah. this week. But, yeah, what is Mike Riley doing? I mean, like I say, that's but it is something I've said before. We've talked a lot this season about key players. We saw last year with Liverpool, key players get injured. Chelsea, key players get injured. It hurts you. Brighton, the same thing. Adam Webster, since he's been out, yeah. Brighton have really struggled. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Brighton have struggled a little bit. And Although, you know, Villa got a win, didn't they, at the, uh, at the weekend against mm-hmm. Brighton. Uh, mm. I don't think Villa are doing as well. There's this whole narrative that Steven Gerrard's the coming man, everything. Villa haven't been doing that well, have they? They needed this win. Bit up and down. They are yeah. a little bit. I guess it's Aston Villa and all the rest of it. Do you think um, Jack Grealish should have stayed at Villa? I saw him on the bench at Man City. The, uh, imagine the other his day. accountant would say no. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, but you know what? Just because you're sharing next to a bloke who's, who's worth 100 million quid, yeah. does that really make a huge amount of difference? I think you've got to judge it a bit long term. It's not yeah. easy to go from being main man at Villa to cog at yeah. Man City in a system where you have to play a certain way and have to adopt a certain... It's very early yeah, But where's the romance? He could have been a legend at yeah. Aston Villa. You know, Alan Shearer went to Newcastle and he's never said he regretted it for a second. Yeah. He could have won eight league titles at Man United, but... He's a legend. I in do Newcastle. love that. I wonder if you'll be quite so one club man around Harry Kane, uh, Ian. <laughs> Would you you'd like to see him stay forever as a one club man at Tottenham? Do you know what? I think as a as a football <laughs> as a football romantic, yeah. yes, I think he should. Of mm. course, he should. But um, he's not going to. I, I can't imagine wow. he's going to. Uh, well, who knows? Yeah, it depends if Potch comes back and all the other stuff going on. But I, in the main, I like a bit of romance in football. There's too mm. much pragmatism and. It's bad enough with Man City buying all the players and then getting VAR decisions like the one they got on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, that couldn't have been more handball if he picked it up and dunked it. Yeah. Right? I mean, and he was, was making the point last week that TV has all the pictures. Stockley Park might not, but if they had instant recall, if they could press a button on the keyboard and get the any world... Any good fi- director yeah. could suddenly go to Stockley Park. We've got a different view. We've, We've got, got a better, better angle view. on that. Well, well, a different view, just the, a view. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Is all you need? Chris no, Kavanaugh, was he watching fair, all the All the dis- views he had, it, you look, it still was handball, but not as clear as the one that was really clear. Yes. You know? One would imagine that the people who are meant to be looking at the pictures have all the views. Well, well they think, don't. I don't think they do. Well, I think, what the I think it's... I mean, that, in the Rangers game last it's week... It's Bert Troutman's photographer, I think, with the, the black <laughs> cloth over his head. <laughs> looking. I think that's what it's they tend to It's a bit unfortunate because City, you know, the, we, we had an, <clears> a, champ, <throat> um, a title race back on. and Not that I want Liverpool to win the title, but we did have a title race. And that would have definitely fed into that if it had been 1-1, which it should have finished 1-1. It should have finished 1-1. You know, and it was so a joke. And, it was and, a very, very big call, and you wonder why it was made. Well, I mean, you were talking about at Brentford. They showed the red card. Yeah. If they'd have shown that handball on oh, the no, screens yeah, at Goodison, right, there would have yeah. been, people would not have been very happy. Yeah. Um, a little bit of news. Zach Johnson, 2007 Masters champion, 2015 British Open champion, has been named the US Ryder Cup 
captains. Played in five Not rider Phil cups. Mickelson then. Didn't get it. <laughs> Funny enough, they're, they're different. Yep, five rider cups he played in. He won once in 2016 mm. and it's going to be in Rome in 2023. I so. hear Stan Kroenke has been brought in to see if he could sort out Middle East peace. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, that's good. So hopefully that'll work everybody's, out. Everybody's <laughs> uh, stepping up. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, right, where else, where, where else should we go uh, this afternoon? Are we doing Arsenal Wolves or is it too late for that? <laughs> I think it, oh, it's it too probably, late. Yeah, West, it is too late. West Ham really. Wolves are West quite interesting. West Ham Wolves, that's true. Yes, that's then. a very interesting case in Point Wolves, isn't it? Where, you know, again, if you, if you can get the first goal uh, against them, um, you'd normally think you're Well, going that's it. where it was such a good win for Arsenal, but yes. to come from behind. I yeah. mean, to be that's fair, right. it yeah. was a good it win. It was, but yeah. West, West Ham, I, I'm pleased for West Ham. I've always had a little soft spot for West Ham anyway. It was the first game I ever went to. You won't be pleased they finish Park. above Arsenal. I, yeah, but I, yes, but I'm pleased because I'm patronising them at this yeah. point. Yeah. I don't think they will. <laughs> but I do like their team. I think Declan Rice is a fantastic footballer. Yeah. I mean, he just looks... He brought the ball down in front of us when West Ham came to the Emirates a few months ago and, and you wanted to applaud. There were four Arsenal players Amazing. around him and he came away with it and he thought... Everyone in the ground went, oh, yeah, that's Declan Rice. Yeah. And that is a really He's big He's the big result summer there. prize, whether West yeah. Ham can keep him, which they, obviously they hope they can, or whether Manchester United or Chelsea or one of those, or even City. Who'd want to go to United now? I mean, it's such a mess, isn't depends it? Depends who it's the manager is, Yeah, it depends. It does. It does. Roy Keane was calling for Simeone. He'd love to see I mean, Simeone was such talk- an un-United manager. But, you know, he's, he, is, he is, maybe we'll talk to Andy Brussel about this, there is this thing that is getting a bit stale. It's not quite what it was, uh, no. the old magic at uh, mm. Atletico. So, no. I mean, look, it would be it would be a bold if look they 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 didn't want Conte because they thought he'd be trouble. They're not going to want Simeone, Simeone either, especially if they invited David Beckham into the directors' box yeah. one afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. The players want Poch, don't they? Apparently, they do. that's never good to do what the players want, really. Yeah. No, well, the players at Man United want a lot of things, and yeah. I think like, they don't that's really that's, know what they want. That's half of the problem. It's just it? enjoyable to see Ronaldo's unhappy face, isn't it? Really, I mean, it's well, just that, I mean, a general joy. I mean, the narrative seems to be that that he's just you know, he's looking a bit creaky. I mean, I think right. Off at your peril, he's proved before he can. He's unlucky he can that bounce term back. was a lovely term. Yeah, shot I mean, he's a great footballer, but he's not playing in a team that serves him very well, mm. is he? That seems to be the way. But like I say, we said before, they had so many chances and they should have won that yeah. game. But And they are going to be strong contenders for top four at the end. Yeah. Okay, we haven't done Palace Burnley. Well, Burnley, of course, uh, Sean came up on his own. You see that? He didn't get on. He didn't come with the players on the coach. He came up the day before. Why? I don't know why, why he came up. I've got no idea why he came up. He did, did a long journey. Is he a musical or something? I, maybe, he wanted to go, maybe he got cheap tickets for the West End. Like Nothing two, would surprise me. Two for the price. You know, two for the price of one. You know, it's the Louis Armstrong story. Maybe when it's... <laughs> I don't <laughs> He's on at the moment. No, Maybe went and saw Cabaret. He's for a role in it. Uh, <laughs> we can get tickets. We can get tickets. Fair play. Sometimes if he's at Cabaret, I mean, what you sit? Is he sits there? Do you think he sits there <laughs> singing <laughs> along? I hope so. The car sound. Do you mind? Would you not? <laughs> would you not? Mamma mia! He went to the musicals. Good luck to him. I like. I like Sean Dyche. He's great. I like Sean Dyche. And 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 as for Palace. It's you know what I, I was I, I there was a point when I was thinking Vieira will be our next manager I don't know now because I think uh, I think Mikel Arteta might stick around for quite some time yeah. we'll see what how the contract negotiations do but obviously as a uh, as a gooner you're interested in how Patrick Vieira is doing yeah, yeah. and uh, and and he seems to be doing okay they've lost a few players but they're going to be all right aren't they Palace at least oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah he does look very good, very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah that's good business and usually he's got two good feet there is such an advantage when you can go both ways it makes it very hard for the defender no absolutely yeah, he's a prospect. 
Um, so um, before I let you go, you, are, you say the football's on on BT uh, every week, yes. and um, you're doing some live shows. I understand we are. We've got a few more shows we're filming tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and obviously we are going to talk about what's going on with Abramovich and Chelsea. But that's quite a fast-moving situation. It is. So, yeah, yeah. so, so by Thursday, it's <laughs> going to be a problem when it goes out. The first ten minutes might be completely irrelevant yeah. by the time we talk about it. Uh, and by the way, Zelensky set that bar pretty high for Jewish comedians and their achievements. I would <laughs> yes, say that. That's True. Um, but we're also <laughs> doing a live show on the 23rd of March at the Leicester Square Theatre. We've got Jeff Norcott, uh, Lloyd Griffith, Sean Walsh and me. And we're going to oh, do it good. in front of an audience and then they're going to film it and put it out on BT Sport that week. Oh, uh, right. And, and you know, because it is comics sitting around talking nonsense and we like to do that in front of it's an fun. audience. It's a fun Do show. enjoy Thank Ivo's you. little filmed pieces, Ivo Graham's pieces, we love which, are, which are great. Yeah, fun, we love yeah. them. Yeah. We, we've got Reese James and Ivo this week. Reese is going to talk to us about what it's like to be a Tottenham fan as well, so I'm sure there's going to okay. be some fun. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy that, I'm sure. <laughs> of course I will. Um, Ian, lovely to see you. Appreciate you coming yeah, in. Thanks, Ian. Thanks and they me. said, you, we, we spoke to you about your book when it came out. Just remind people. It's called To Be Someone. It's part social history, part autobiography, and part love letter to Paul Weller and the Jam, if you like that sort of thing. Fantastic. And uh, lovely to see you as always. And you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, tomorrow is Pancake Day, as you may know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, apparently, according to the Daily Star, 400 million pancakes will be eaten tomorrow. And I was thinking, that sounds a lot. So I divided it by 60 million. That's 6.6 pancakes for every single person in this country. (laughs) That's not going to happen, is it? Maybe more than, uh, some people have more than their fair share. (laughs) Well, you do well to eat more than six. I tend not to eat six in in one go. (laughs) Even if they're thin. Under com- under competition <laughs> rules, uh, possibly. No, it does seem unlikely. I'm glad you did the maths, Andy, because it doesn't stack well, up. Well, you know, I like to try yeah. and do these things. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this AJ Adudu, which I'm a big fan of, the presenter. But she's in this new show. Honestly, yes. some of these shows you think, how is this a TV show? It's called The Bridge. A group of strangers travel to Vietnam and to try and build a bridge to try and get a share of a £100,000 prize. Okay. How's that a TV show? Well, they're doing it in Vietnam. Could they have done it in... Of course they could. Burslem or somewhere. I mean... It's not as much fun. I suppose it looked... I mean, it might... Yeah, you know, with respect better, to it? that, yeah, that you know. popularist, it might look better on screen. I don't know. But it does seem... Okay, well, I'll, I'll look out for Andy. I wasn't aware of that show. No. Who are the other celebrities involved? Do we know? It doesn't say at this oh, okay. stage. No. Right, still, fair enough. Still to be booked, so... I'm holding my hand up. Yeah, go on, Andy. I'm Andy not, Jacobs in Vietnam building not a bridge. a celebrity, let's be honest. That's seem cool. I mean, he's probably got a charitable <laughs> angle. He's probably, you know, it's probably a reason why they're doing oh, it. I don't yeah, know. There'll, right. be a, yeah. there'll be an upside to it. I'm sure they're building a bridge. Have they got planning permission? Because being planning mm. news otherwise. Uh, anything else? Well, I am fascinated. I mean, I understand the criticism of Roman Abramovich in lots of ways. and But I do, all these people have come out, and there are a lot of them saying, oh, well, why hasn't he criticised Russia? You know, you think... You think would you, if you're, if it was your signing your own death warrant? It is difficult, you know. I do feel for him. I'm sure, you know, people are sort of critical, but he's trying. He's gone there, and apparently he's trying to broker peace. We'll see what will happen. But uh, it is amazing that I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if you said to these people, "Will you do it?" You know, because let's face it, all these oligarchs are only there because of Putin's largesse, aren't they? they you know, he, he, it's difficult for them. You know, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. We've got some Clips of the Week pewter for you from back in 2009, that dusty 
box of old mini discs still paying out that we found when we moved a couple of years back. We uh, we dusted them down and digitised them for Marvelous. those technical people out there. And here they are, warts and all. We've not uh, heard these since 2009. We don't know what to expect, We but we we hope for the best. Andy, kick us off. We begin with Ronnie Irani and a novel competition where someone had to answer a phone placed in the back of a cab. It went about as well as you could expect. See if anyone picks up the phone located in the back of the cab. I'm going to uh, let's uh, let's give Hello, him a call Mr. here. Hello, this is Ronnie Irani here. You're live on Talksport. Good morning. Hello, morning. Hello, can you hear me? You're right. What's your name, sir? Uh, Hello, what's your name? You're live on Talksport, mate. Talksport. We've got a competition here to give free tickets away for the Santander British Grand Prix. What's your name? <laughs> he, he, he could smell a scam, the fella, couldn't yeah. he? He wasn't, he wasn't sure. He also probably doesn't fancy Formula One. Who knows? Yeah, it was quite random, that. Um, anyway, staying with the competitions, here's Mike Parry. Right, OK, Owen, Villa fan in Banstead, Surrey, 30 seconds. Remember, every question is an answer. Let's go. How does that work? What a, that's a great game show. Mike Parry's every question is an answer. Yeah. Alan Brazil, somebody will come up with it. Alan Brazil now, alongside Ronnie Arani, introducing a guest. Well, let's say a very good morning to the fashion guru and the do's and don'ts to the stars. Patrick Swan joins us now. Patrick, good morning. Patrick. Good morning, Alan and Arana. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I don't think it was Arana. Um, sticking with Alan, here he is talking crickets. There's nothing more annoying than the Duckworth Lewith method. The Duckworth Lewith method. <laughs> Suffering succotash. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> Let's get the travel news now. On a public transport, disruption continues on cross country services between Birmingham New Street and Sheffield due to a deranged train. <laughs> Marvellous, I've never seen a deranged train. Uh, over to late night presenter George Galloway. Taking a call. Let's hear from Glyn in Swansea. Go ahead, Glyn. Hello, Glenn. <laughs> Hello, Glenn. You like those, Annie, don't you? I do. Yeah. This is Mickey Quinn and Mark Saggers also going to the Lions. I think they've got to improve that squad because last year, 18 points behind Premiership champions Manchester United. Tell you what, let's uh, hear what... Uh, uh, is it Darius or Darius? Yes, it is. OK, <laughs> well, thanks for narrowing it down a bit, <laughs> Darius Darius. This is Mike Parry and Andy Townsend now. Stephen Chesham says vinegar is great for getting scale off greenhouse windows right? and shower screens. There you go. You and see. look at bicarbonate of soba. There are books about its many uses. Bicarbonate, bicarbonate of soba. soba. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't use a lot of that, Mike. He didn't in the old days, anyway. <laughs> it's cricket expert Ian Abrahams. Seven under par. Pakistan cricket captain Wak Yunus Khan. Whack Eunice Khan. <laughs> Is that a request? That's a bit harsh. Uh, uh, back to Alan Brazil, who's clearly, who clearly couldn't decide how to pronounce Karim Benzema. It's interesting, this Benzema story. His agent has said that uh, Benzema looks as if he wants to stay in France for one more year. I don't believe it. I just feel uh, uh, Benzema, I think Fergie, I think he's got to do something now. And you just say to yourself, Benzema. <laughs> you what? do. You just say Benzema, Benzema. <laughs> Benzema. Anyway, finally, uh, staying with Big Al, here he is getting another breakfast show off to a flyer.
<laughs> Good morning. Five minutes after six o'clock. <laughs> Alan emerging is the old building emerging from uh, one of the lavatories with a copy of the sun under his arm <laughs> with a little minor sprint back to the studio so there we are they have a few clips of the week pewter and we'll dust off a few more uh, around the same time next week the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast yes as you're just hearing uh, from Fletch there moves afoot at uh, FIFA to take a harder line than they uh, did yesterday here to discuss that some other talking points is uh, the Suns chief sports reporter Martin Lipton hi Martin good afternoon it feels 24 hours too late I mean Infantino think he could get away with well I mean the idea that, that it would be some sort of you know like a Russian Olympic committee equivalent I suppose the fact the IOC have now said, well, we're not even prepared to go down that route anymore, has forced his hand. But why be in that situation where, you know, you look like you've gone soft on a topic when every, they must have known the reaction? Because they're all cowards, basically. Mm. Uh, and they're, a lot of them are beholden to Russian money, unfortunately. Look at the sponsorship deals. Look at Infantino receiving the order of friendship, whatever it was, award from Putin, the IOC making Putin a gold member of the IOC, all of this nonsense has been going on for years and years and years. I think even yesterday when they announced the, the, the statement, FIFA were conceding that it wasn't going to last. It was a holding pattern. They knew mm. they were going to have to, to boot them out. The IOC decision actually makes it a great deal easier because now Infantino can say to Putin, I've got no option. Yeah. What can I do? Uh, the alternative would have been for every major every major nation to say we are not playing Russia, and if Russia were in the World Cup, we're not. And if that had happened, there could be no World Cup without those nations. So mm. it's become a fait accompli. Thankfully, they will, I think, now be booted. The issue, I guess, immediately, what do FIFA do? It's either Slovakia, who were third in Russia's group, or Hungary, who were the next team in the Nations League rankings to take their place. You would hope, you would assume. Uh, UEFA are going to announce they've got a five o'clock uh, executive committee meeting today that they're going to be booted out of the women's Euros. Mm. Uh, I think Portugal coming in their place. Sparta- what about the... I mean, something that's right on the horizon, horizon is the um, the Winter um, Paralympics. Paralympics. So well, what can they do there? The thing is that they will. there is that caveat in that IOC statement that they, as long as they don't wear their, their kit and compete as international, as individuals, they can represent the Russian Olympic Committee and the Belarusian Olympic Committee. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's scandalous. And it all. I, I, I was in Tokyo, as you know, in in the summer. And as we get back to Haneda Airport for the flight back in the lounge, the departure lounge, which had no um, vending machines, to be honest. I was in a right two and eight, but there you go. <laughs> uh, and, and leave me chocolate. It's unusual in Japan. Well, it's yeah. unusual for me. Yeah. <laughs> all the Russians were there who were left on the same getting on their flight back to Moscow. They were all wearing their official. Polo tops. Right. This is the Russian Olympic Committee, allegedly. They had one word on those polo tops. Russia. Mm. They, everyone knew. Yeah. It was a joke. Yeah. It was a farce. Everyone knew. Uh, and it's taken, this is the worst thing, it has taken the invasion of Ukraine mm. and the deaths of hundreds, maybe thousands of innocents for the world to say enough is enough. How can it take so long? It's more than overdue. It is a disgrace and it's a scandal. And those who have allowed it to continue for so long ought to be ashamed Mm. of everything that's gone on. And I think all of us are complicit to a degree that we've covered Russian events and written about them as being... And I vote them as being Russian. I wasn't ever going to buy this Russian Olympic Committee nonsense. They were Russians. Uh, But I remember we did the 
uh, Rio Olympics, and I did a thing in the, in the paper, which was the real medals table. I had no drug sheets and no Russians in it because they shouldn't have been there. That was my view. I bumped people up who were fourth behind a Russian got a bronze medal in my table because <laughs> I wanted to ignore them. Yeah. Because I think that they should all be ostracised from all sport. And I'm really sorry for the straight ones. I'm really sorry for Medvedev. Then Medvedev should not be allowed to take part in French Open or Wimbledon mm. or the USM. It's not his fault. No. But unless it starts to hurt, nothing will be done. And yeah. Putin, he may withdraw to his boundaries. I don't know. He may not. He's not hurt. It's only when the Russian people and the bravest people in the world, I mean, aren't the Ukrainians, brave as they are, mm. because they're defending their homeland. It's the Russians who are protesting in Moscow and St. Petersburg and other cities yeah. when they've got nothing to win, only things to lose. That's bravery. Yeah. The, the Now, individual governing bodies <clears throat> are sports now. The IOC have called on them to make their own decisions. And I think there was a fencing competition over the weekend mm -hmm. where a Ukrainian refused to take on a Russian. So it's now down to individual sports, and that would include tennis and all the other sports, to, to, to make a call. There'll be pressure for them to follow suit, won't there? Well, I think the Davis Cup can't have Russia in it anymore, surely. Um, individuals are a, a harder ask, but I think it's got to be done. You know, athletics has allowed it for far too long. Uh, it's it's time. You know, uh, the one thing is, because Infantino is a member of the IOC, he can't ignore this. Hmm. You know... Uh, how can Seb Cohen, World Athletics, ignore this? They they can't anymore, surely. What, what did you make of this uh, statement by Roman Abramovich, the stewardship thing? Because it looks as if he caught the trust a bit on the hop. And you'd imagine Bruce Buck is such a close confidant of his. He's on the trust. You can't imagine he didn't know about this. Well, I, I can't believe he wouldn't have been aware. I, look, I think it's a, a protective mm. defensive mechanism mm. because whatever you think about... Roman Abramovich and how he earned his money, his stewardship thus far of Chelsea has been remarkable. He's transformed the club and it's been an outstanding success. And he's aware of the hundreds of employees and thousands of fans who would be impacted potentially by sanctions against him. So I viewed it as a start of a degree of ring fencing of, of Chelsea. And if he'd not made that statement on Saturday, they couldn't have made that statement on Sunday because that would have been a direct criticism by Roman Abramovich of Vladimir Putin, mm. which, whatever you think he should do, there are reasons why you wouldn't do that. Mm. And they include the names of Khodorkovsky and Berezovsky and Nemtsev and other Litvinenko. This is why no, by yeah. people like Gary Neville saying oh, he should come out. And it's obvious that he can't. You, you, even if he'd want to, he just can't. Can you, you, I think there are times when bravery is all well and good, but you put your livelihood and your family first often. Mm. And it's not palatable, perhaps, but it's entirely understandable. So um, at the moment, we, we're hearing that the Trust have not made that decision yet uh, about whether they will take it on. I mean, I think it was probably, throw, I'm sure that Bruce Buck and the finance director, Ramos, and probably the lawyer, um, Divine, were. Aware whether Hugh Robertson, Piava Power, and Emma and Hayes, Hayes were yeah, yeah. is less clear. I suspect not until fairly late in the day would they want that onerous responsibility. I mean, it's interesting. I spoke to the Premier League on uh, Saturday night. Are you going to say anything? I said, Well, why should we? The ownership has not changed. That's mm. the position. The yeah, ownership yeah. has not changed. It's a way of distancing the club from the flack which was coming their way. And to be fair, as Tuchel said on Friday, you know, we, we understand it. We're not going to shy away from it. But 
none of those players, none of those managers, etc., of the club are responsible for what happens in Ukraine. And mm. they can't be held responsible. But, of course, were there to be sanctions, he could not put a penny into the club. And unless there was a what they call a carve-out for Chelsea, mm. any fan paying to go through the gates, if you were to go to Chelsea, mm. uh, Andy, and put, even going to the, you know, put a fiver in something for something cheaper, a key ring in the megastore, <laughs> you would technically be breaking the law. Mm. Wow. Uh, let's move on to uh, a story we touched on earlier on. Apparently this Thursday, Andrea Agnelli was uh, the Juventus uh, chief who uh, was part of the European Super League, will go back in and try again a kind of... Uh, maybe a slightly more palatable one in his eyes. Barcelona and Real Madrid still nominally involved in this. Um, what's likely to be said and how is it going to differ from the first time around, Martin? From the, what we know? My understanding is that this, is, this has been planned for six months by a London-based PR company called Flint who sent out this document way back in the autumn about the revised version of the Super League. Um, so there'll be no um, guarantee places. You have to earn it by merit. Or shouldn't that have been the case in the first place? Mm. Um, it may be slightly bigger than initially um, uh, intended. All of this. It's repackaging a dead horse, as far as I can see. Um, and UEFA think that they've got everyone except these three on side, everyone, because they've offered them 40% more prize money in the revised Champions League. They're going into this Swiss system. It's all gone through. The clubs that pulled out, the six English clubs and Atletico and the two Milan clubs have basically sweared lifelong fealty to UEFA and then various associations. So no one can afford that. The, and also remember that the Premier League clubs have agreed these remarkably punitive penalty clauses yeah. if they mm. were ever to go down this path again. And the fans wouldn't have it, particularly after what happened. So I don't think it's got any real chance. A lot of it probably is, to be fair, Agnelli and um, Perez and um, the chap in whose name is, escapes me, uh, Laporta yeah, in yeah. Barcelona, desperately trying to get the UEFA court case knocked down, right. getting them to withdraw so there's no issues and allow them back. Because at the moment... As soon as that court case is settled in UEFA's favour, which is UEFA fairly confident it will be, mm. they will ban these three from the Champions League. And they right. want to avoid that because the money, by the time the ban comes in, will be worth £200 million a year, potentially. Yeah. And they want, a, they want that slice. They want back in again. Yeah, so <laughs> what a surprise. So games being played. There's always games being played. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll be back to do it all again, myself and Charlie, tomorrow. Andy will be here on uh, Thursday. Into do the it. deck after I bought a programme at Oh, Stanford yeah, Bridge. that's right, where you're wrestled <laughs> to the ground by police for buying a five-quid key ring, as we heard there. So do hope you can join us at one o'clock tomorrow. If not, the podcast will be available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.